0: You're listening to the Broncos Audio Zone.
1: Hello, and thank you for joining us here on the Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani. joined in studio today by special guest, Hoff27. What up, what up? That's all you got, Steve? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, what half that stands for?
1: Hall of of Famer. Okay.
2: All
1: right. Yeah. Does it sound good? Yeah, man.
2: Half two seven. Half Half
1: two seven. Hall of Famer two seven. That's nice. I like that. Of course, that's uh, Steve Atwater. We got half Delilah. (laughs) Also uh, in studio, pretty much my best friend, my everything, my partner in crime. Your bae. (laughs) At Eric Delilah. (laughs) Great to be here, Phil. Now you're supposed to say, what's up, fam? What's up, fam? Sup, fam. Perfect.
2: Is right to Patagonia? <laughs> That's not a
0: sponsor. <laughs> yeah, you you can't say that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> unless you can buy this at King Supers.
2: <laughs> exactly. Costco. <laughs> <laughs> also not, also a not a sponsor.
1: Yeah. You, King you Super. could sell it yeah. and start a 401k at Empower <laughs> Retirement. Yeah. Mm. And get
0: in your Ford truck and drive away. Exactly. Right, and get some Bud Light. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. While you're driving. After you drive. After you get home.
1: Uh, already failing at his job. <laughs> Once again, trying out for All the role of, the of podcast day. supervisor. Already? He's, not yeah, he's not supervising much. he's <laughs> not supervising. This thing's off the rails.
3: <laughs> Guys, it is random acts of kindness week. That's true. And I just want to start off this podcast with some <laughs> nice things. So, Steve, I'm honored that you're here. You know, you're just a tremendous teammate, Eric. Your football intelligence is terrific. Phil, you got a Thank nice you. sweater. Thank you. Those were, that was kind of random. Thank you. That's
1: <laughs> the nicest thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind. So. Yeah, random Mexico. That makes sense. Uh, we've got a big show in store today. We are going to do a full combine preview. We'll give you some uh, positions to pay attention to next week. Steve's been breaking down video. Non-stop upstairs, just grinding away up there. In the down. lab? Yeah, he's in the lab. Got it. Oh, um, we're going to go over some of the names you need to know. And when I, when I say names you need to know, we're going to talk about some names. You know what I'm saying, Eric? Why do they need to some know? names? <laughs> about, about half the time that we're doing this podcast, I Steve, know what you're talking about. Steve, there's a guy from your alma mater. His name's Scuda Harris. Scuda Harris. Scuda. And it's S-C-O-O-T-A, Scooter.
2: You know he can play.
1: Yes, exactly. He's he, if it was
2: Scooter, it would be a different thing. But <laughs> exactly. scooter? oh, yeah, yeah. you got to be a baller. You like. got, yeah,
1: you don't just get named that. Yeah. You got to play well, then you get named that. You know what I'm saying, Eric? Sup, fam. <laughs> so scooter, is so. He, he? he's not. That's a linebacker from Arkansas. He's not projected to be a first-rounder. Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know where he's bringing it to be projected. Okay. Yeah, you look it up. These are just names that he likes. Yeah, I just like the he names. He liked the names. <laughs> That's okay. what I'm saying, yeah. These are some names you need to know. Um, and then we'll also uh, share some voicemails and emails. Thank you, uh, everybody who uh, reached out last week. Swanson, how do they do that?
3: Well, they can send us an email at neutralzoneshow at gmail.com. Or they can call in at 707 neutral. Seven zero seven six three eight eight seven two five for those who like the numbers instead of the letters. Yeah, there you go. Sometimes the
1: letters neutral is too confusing. Throws me off.
3: Here I am. How do you do this? Phones don't exactly. have letters. Exactly. But then you got to type me in
2: gmail.com. So I mean, <laughs> this is really confusing. Yeah, what are the numbers for
1: Gmail?
3: <laughs> uh, don't don't even don't even try the numbers with the Gmail.
1: Yeah. Don't try the numbers. So send us uh, your comments. Let us know what you think. Questions. Questions. Love questions. We'll address them. So we'll get to that uh, a little bit later in the show. But first, let's dive into the Combine. We're heading to the Combine next Monday. We'll hear from uh, Vic Fangio and John Elway down there, see if they have any uh, free agency news, some other thoughts uh, on what's going on with the Broncos. But even before we head to Indianapolis, Broncos already making some news reportedly no assistant coaches will be joining uh, Vic Fangio down in Indy. Uh, Eric, what did you think about that?
0: I don't have a, uh, a strong opinion that, you know, one way or another, but I, I don't think it's going to put the Broncos at any sort of disadvantage. It was reported that they're going to spend the whole, the assistant coaches will be back here spending the whole week watching film of uh, college prospects. Our friend Mike Cliss at 9 News, I thought it was worded a little bit. Uh, from the web? From the web. It was a little confusing because oh, he said, he said they're only going to watch tape of college prospects next week. And some fans took that to mean like, why are they only watching one week of college <laughs> prospects? But I think what he meant was there'll be no pro. You won't be watching free agents next week. It'll just be college guys. So I think it's probably a better use of time. And then they can still look at the interviews. So it's just more a question of, do you need them there in the room to ask helping Vic with the interview? Yeah.
2: Yeah. What'd you think Steve? Well, it's different, obviously. Um, and I've heard some teams will be going to this type of format when it comes to the draft, not taking everyone. Um, but I, I got to be honest, I, I, don't, I don't quite understand it because normally during the draft time, it's, it's obviously you guys spending time getting to know the players, watching film, kind of seeing how they interact with other, other people, how they interact with coaches and that. But also, it's a good time... Or networking with you know other people in the in the coaching industry and you know all the other industries that are there uh, it's just a great time to get together and, and network uh, so I, I, I imagine they will miss out on that but in terms of actually what gets done in terms of draft prep and all that I think a lot of that's you know uh, I think I don't think everyone needs to be down there for that yeah exactly
1: so, I mean just to give uh, everyone an idea of what is really happening down at the combine the majority of the time is spent doing medical evaluations i mean that's a lot of time for uh the broncos medical crew to go down there and get to full checkups on all the guys know what their history is like and know what kind of condition they're in now like say for a guy like to uh, Tua Tagovaiola, quarterback from uh, alabama this is going to be big week for him just to get Around some of these teams, so that's the first and foremost. That's the most important thing of these medical evaluations. Yeah. Then it's the meeting time. You it, get to 15 minutes with uh, all the teams. You go through a car wash where you sort of you stop by the Broncos, then you go to the Rams, then you go to the Chargers, and you just keep going down the line. You meet with all of these teams, you know, and then after that, it's what we see on television: bench pressing, 40 yard dash. And really, I'm not sure how much you can tell from being there other than the only kind of advantage of actually being in the room is getting a sense of his personality.
0: Yeah, and if you're, say you're Zach Azani, right, the Broncos wide receiver coach, you go down there. Previously, there were were 60 of these interviews that you could do, these 15-minute interviews over the course of the week. They've dropped that down to 45 now, so maybe that has something to do with it. But just say there's 45 interviews you can do. Maybe what, three or four of them are going to be with wide receivers. So he's going out there for the whole week for 45 minutes of meetings that he's going to be able to watch back here, you know, be able to watch more tape on these guys than he presumably would be out there. So to me, it makes sense. And if you're the Broncos after three losing seasons, why not try something different to see if it helps to give you an edge?
2: And I think also sometimes when you know, coaches or people in general get into a space where they, they know different people, you know, there may be a lot of talking going on and, you know, guys not able to really focus in on the players and get the best evaluations there real time. So if they're going to be back here, hopefully they'll have a live stream going. Uh, they'll be able to be a little bit more more honed in and focused on, you know, really evaluating the players.
1: Because how much stock do you put, Steve, in what you're seeing on the field down there? Because these guys have just been training to work on the 40-yard dash or, like, their vertical.
2: Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's not so much a, a, an issue as, like, for the receivers, how they run their routes. You know, are they getting out of their break? Are they taking false steps? Um, yeah, all the, the lifting and, you know, the straight line running, that that's that's – you don't get much out of that, but I think – Seeing how guys change direction when they're doing the backpedal drill, you know how guys, you know how they twist when they're doing the catching drill, running up and running, uh, running down the middle of the field while they're catching passes from the different uh, quarterbacks. I think that that can show a little bit more about a guy's kind of agility, flexibility, speed,
1: hands, all that good stuff.
2: But um,
1: and that stuff you can watch on TV, right? right? Because when you're actually at the combine, all of the scouts. Evaluators, the majority of them are upstairs in a booth just watching, unless you're actually down on the field uh, getting to lead one of these groups. You know,
0: one more point I'd like to throw in about just kind of the whole decision making process is with the interviews, we don't know how the Broncos necessarily run things. There are some teams where maybe your assistant coaches are asking questions, but if last year, you know, Vic and John were the only ones asking questions and the assistant coaches were just kind of sitting back taking notes well, then it doesn't matter at all if they're back here, you know? It's more of a change if they were more involved in that, but they can still be involved in the prep, you know, and that sort of thing. So it's hard without knowing exactly what the setup looks like inside that interview room, how much of an impact it'll play in that regard.
2: And I would imagine, too, I mean, for the players sitting down, talking to the different coaches and scouts, many times they don't have any idea who the scouts are now. Obviously, if they get drafted by a team and – You know, they're in the building. They'll get a chance to, you know, meet those guys over a period of time. But um, they know who the head coach is. And, you know, many times guys can probably be a little bit kind of starstruck when they sit in a man. I'm sitting across from from Vic Fangio and John John Elway, you know. And, um, you know, it may cause them to be a little bit more present while they're giving interviews and be a little bit more forthcoming.
1: Um, you You never know. I was going to say one thing that we've heard in the past is that a lot of times um, the Broncos like to trust what John Elway's gut instinct is on things. We know that that's how they uh, conducted a lot of the coaching search last time was that John just went and had like a dinner with Vic Fangio and entrusted and a gut feeling. Maybe that is how they try to approach some of these interviews is that, hey, let's let John and, you know, Vic, talk with these guys and let them get a gut feeling about a guy. We don't really need assistant coaches around there doing some of those things.
0: It's also not the end of the process. You've still got all these top 30 visits for guys that you might draft in the first or second round. You know, you've got pro days if you want to, maybe the Broncos will send assistance there more. We just, until we kind of have a whole listic look at the whole process, you know, it's going to be kind of tough to determine is this a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Or does it what?
1: not really matter? One small piece of the puzzle is uh, some of these combine interviews. So uh, the Broncos reportedly not sending their assistants to Indianapolis, but hey, we'll be down there. We'll have you uh, uh, covered all instead. week yeah, long. You guys might yeah. be in there doing interviews. I think the budget, <laughs> the budget would. Filled up because digital media head into the combine, <laughs> not enough money left over. Yeah. I volunteer not to go
3: if that helps. <laughs> I know, man.
1: I'm not yeah, going right. there either. Steve will not be down there, uh, but we're going to have a stake at St. Elmo's in his honor. Thanks for telling
2: me that. You didn't have to tell me That's that That's weird that as soon as you <laughs> yeah. got
1: into the Hoff, you don't have to go to
0: Indianapolis in the dead of winter anymore.
2: No, I would have to go except for uh, visiting my
1: daughter. Oh... Jeez, I'm going gotcha. to turn my mic off for a yeah, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Delilah. Wow. Bad Eric, for that, wow. Man. Jeez. Uh, so that's uh, what's going on from the Broncos' perspective. Let's dive into some of these prospects. Uh, there's a few position groups that uh, we want to bring up here, talking about areas to pay attention to next week. And I think one of the big group position groups, wide receiver. Uh, let's dive into some of the top names the Broncos could be looking to add. Another weapon for Drew Locke in this offense, somebody to uh, be a counterpart to Cortland Sutton, the Broncos' Pro Bowl wide receiver from last year. Uh, Eric, who are some of the names to know at the wide receiver group?
0: Well, there's some guys that uh, you know might not be around when the, dr- when the Broncos draft, like Jerry Judy from Alabama, C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. Um, maybe some guys that are more likely to be there at 15. It could be a T Higgins from Clemson, a rugs from, uh, Alabama.
1: Henry rugs, the Ruggs. third, yeah, the third, that's mm, important. That's
0: nice. That is nice.
1: Cause what if they put in the name and then they're like, we want Henry rugs and they're like, Their you second? want this old guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. we want the third. <laughs> yeah. Smart.
0: Yeah. Can't screw that up. And then of course, uh, your guy, LaVisca,
1: LaVisca. Uh, now I know Steve was watching a lot of film with LaVisca this morning, uh, Steve, just your early takeaways from that.
2: Well, LaVisca, he's a, he's a big, strong guy. Uh, and with the style of play that LaVisca Chanel has, he has some injuries because he's a tough guy. He, he plays hard every play. I love that about him. Um, he's fearless. But as a receiver, many times you want your receiver to catch the ball – get as many yards as you can, and get down. The Viscuit is not that type of receiver. He's a receiver who, when he, once he catches the ball, he's trying to run somebody over. He's trying to get in there and do everything he can to get into the end zone. And you love that. You love that about him. You want all your players playing like that. But I think that's maybe one of the reasons that he had some of the injuries is because he's trying to, you know, scrap for every, every last yard. And um, at that position, you know, you want your guys available i not saying you you know you, you don't you don't want them going all out but um you know you, you don't want them trying yeah, to run smart. people over yeah don't don't don't, don't run a you, know, you don't, don't unless you have to I mean if you get yeah. in a clutch situation you know <laughs> hey, the, the game is on the line go ahead and do what you got to do but you know for the most part going throughout the game though you want I, yeah that's where I look at the receiver position anyway
1: most definitely. Uh, you know, I think that he should be around at least in the first middle of the first. He might even fall back later. But some of the reports are that his hip is OK. He should be a full participant in Indianapolis. And he's the kind of athlete. He's a, ball, he a baller now. Yeah, he, he's the kind of athlete that might be able to increase his draft stock next week by doing some jumping out of the gym, doing something crazy.
0: Yeah, and he's a guy that I just I worry about the injury. And I don't know if that's going to yeah. be able no, to. I- if you're going to be able to do anything about that at the combine, and if you're a team that's afraid of him because of an injury concern, I'm not sure him running fast or jumping high is going to change that. But if he's there in the second round, it's funny how like the same player can be viewed completely different if he's there yeah. you know, in the 40s compared to at 15. Something I'll be interested in seeing is how some of these other wide receivers do because there are those kind of top four or five guys but then you've got some guys like Michael Pittman Jr. You've got Justin Jefferson from LSU. You've got Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State. Those are all guys who maybe they're second-round picks, third-round picks, but could end up being really good players. You know, And Cortland Sutton, I think, showed that he's good enough to be a number one guy. And so if you can get a stronger number two, you, know, you might not have to spend a first-round pick on a wide receiver.
1: It's amazing how each draft class changes your opinion on, on a position group. And also seeing what's happening around the rest of the league changes what you think. Because it was just a couple of years ago that people said, you never draft a wide receiver in the first round. Uh, Maybe like one or two would go. But then you look around the league now and you see a team like the Chiefs, you're like, oh gosh, we've got to find our guy, you know, who can just blow the lid off the defense. Or, you know, you see how explosive some of these other teams are. And you're like, well, we got to get our own guy.
2: Well, I, I, I know that. A lot of guys say, um, you know, you draft best player available, available. Um, I think you draft for your needs. Uh, And I think if a team needs a dominant, elusive, fast, speedy, great route running receiver, they need to get in the first round because – the guys aren't the same. First round is a first round, for the most part, for a reason because they've proven throughout their career that they show up for the big games, they make the big plays, and they have the size, speed, size, speed, all that to play at the next level. Um, now, if you're, you're a team that's uh, you know not necessarily worried about getting those playmakers, then yeah, you just you know get uh get whoever you whoever you can. But I think especially the Broncos in our situation, I think we need another speedy receiver. Judy, I don't think he'll be there at 15. Uh, I think he's on many uh, lists. He's the top guy. Um, but that's the kind of guy that, that you, you could make some changes, give up some some players, some, some uh, draft picks to draft a player like him.
1: Yeah, he would definitely change the uh... – way this Broncos offense looks. I mean, if you add him into the starting lineup immediately, they've got some serious weapons. Now you're talking about Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, and then a a Pro Bowl running back in Philip Lindsay. I mean, you've got a lot of speed, a lot of playmakers out on the field for Drew Locke to look at. So um, it'll be interesting to see how some of these draft boards fall because you never know, like teams might start trading up to get a quarterback or, you know, It's possible that four quarterbacks could be taken before the Broncos pick at 15.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think Steve's point about having a lot of draft capital to move up is important because you've got all these third-round picks. You could have some compensatory picks that you get. So all these guys aren't going to be able to make your team if you have you know 14 draft picks or something like that. So you might as well package them to go up and get some better players. The thing with wide receiver in the first round, though – and one thing that's interesting is last year the tight end class was really deep and John still chose to grab Noah Fant in the first round deciding hey we want this elite talent even though it's a deep group so maybe he'll choose to do the same thing this year but if you waste a top 10 or a top you know a first round pick on a wide receiver and they don't pan out then that's kind of where you look at it it
2: damages that's for every position though i mean even if you get a a defensive lineman and it doesn't work out you still you know regardless you're hoping that, that 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 number one draft pick is the hit. I don't care what position it is. Wide right receiver, running back, you know, defensive line, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I just – I feel like you want to take a spot where you don't – like because you have Cortland Sutton, and so you don't need that star guy necessarily. And so mm-hmm. I worry about, you know, swinging for the star there with 15 and missing because you look at, you know, John Ross went to the Bengals a couple years ago. You had uh, Mike Williams go to the Chargers. You had Nikhil Harry last year go to New England. Like they thought that those guys could be the number one guy, as opposed to maybe playing it a little bit safer. But I hear what you're saying that that's you're taking a risk no matter who you take. And
2: I'm saying also too that you know Cortland Sutton is our number one receiver, but I think you got to have two, hopefully three. Especially we're going up against the Chiefs. You got to have three legit wide receivers, and we I, I say we have one who is proven. I still think Tim Patrick um, um Deshaun Hamilton. Deshaun Hamilton. Yeah, those guys they they still yeah. are in the mix, but we just, we need a burner and, yeah. and you know someone who when they line up across from the guys like oh man god I have my hands It's going to be a long day. day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Do you think wide receiver is harder to project than some other positions or do you think it's about the same? Like I know, um, I know. Offensive tackle now is difficult because of the way teams block. But it just seems you watch uh, Clemson or Alabama or Oklahoma; these guys are just running open, and then they get to the league, and it's not like that.
2: Well, I, I think you know all positions are kind of difficult to to judge because you know there's never been a player when where you can say, "All right, I'm 100 percent sure this guy." Sorry about that. 100 Stay, sure. Steve
1: knocked out <laughs> Eric's microphone Boom. from across the table. Stop talking, Eric. So what Hoffs do? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but there there aren't many players, or I, I don't recall anywhere you, when they're drafted they say I know 100 percent that this guy's going to be a hit. It's all it's all you know kind of hit and miss. You just you know, you plan the Manning. odds.
1: Pete Manning, definitely a hit. I but mean, yeah, he did Steve was. Al- but, Steve but Atwater. But That's why you,
2: I- you could have said yeah, but then after his first year, he led the league in interceptions. So. But They were like, oh, dang, we made a
1: mistake. And the same but they thing didn't. could be counter your point is uh, a guy like Jerry Judy. He's going to be a hit. You know, some of the that's a more of a reason to go up and get a star that you, you don't know. know. You don't know. He's going to be a player. <laughs> Come on. Phil dude. knows. Come on. You see his footwork. Oh, man. His route running already as a college player. It's amazing. When we
0: talking about Deshaun Hamilton's route running.
1: Yeah pretty good it is good yeah
0: it's not the only thing you need yeah
1: are you trying to compare Hamilton to Jerry Judy I was um, comparing
0: attributes that you brought up oh got it got it but not the whole
1: package though
0: no
2: but I I think Jerry Judy may be a tad bit faster than Deshaun Hamilton um but that's fair yeah yeah, but Deshaun Hamilton yeah he's great route
1: running too I think yeah and like Steve said he's still coming into his own so I, I do think that they will need another sort of playmaker weapon somebody like that to counter corlinsen they don't necessarily need another big guy so right, maybe right, right. that's, don't why, need so,
2: six, four. Yeah, that's don't. why
1: so some people are saying go after a guy like rugs you know see what you can do there so yeah you know, i just i just personally like the idea of trying to find somebody
0: in free agency and it doesn't mean you can't do both obviously they probably maybe they will do both you know get a that guy in free agency and then take a wide receiver I don't know if they do it in the first round, but uh, I mean the other thing and knock on wood because you never want anybody to get hurt But you do need something in case Cortland misses a game or two You can't have the offense go stagnant
1: without him out there. Yeah, yeah. and leading into the combine the wide receiver group is a fun group to uh, watch because they're gonna run the 40 a guy like Henry Ruggs the third might might shock some people <laughs> So those are that's always a position group. That's fun to watch heading into the combine another position really fun to watch is the offensive tackle right, Eric
0: Why do you like that?
1: I mean you just get to see them shuttle Yeah, you, you get to <laughs> see them then do some cone drills What are you trying to say that you uh, I enjoy watching offensive lineman play with pads on mm. not so much the combine but the Broncos could be looking to take uh, one of the top tackles, especially if a guy who, in a normal draft, would go maybe top six, seven, but maybe because of some quarterback needs or whatever, they might fall down the board and be available at fifteen.
0: Yeah, I mean it's. We heard from Mel Kiper Jr. today, and he talked about it's Mel Kiper Jr. The hair,
1: <laughs> the tremendous hair.
0: <laughs> you kind of, I try, but try I fail. You know. That's okay. Thank you. Those are lofty aspirations. you yes.
1: should let it grow out like you did last year. <laughs> we don't <laughs> need that. Some guy on Twitter kept saying it dangerously banked to the left. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> means, bad. but it's
0: nice. It looks like you were about to fall over.
1: It looked like maybe there was a surfer in there yeah, riding it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but
0: Mel was saying that it's a really top-heavy class for tackles, and so if you don't get one there, I think he had five tackles going in the top 15. So you gotta go if you want one and you think that's a priority, you gotta get yeah, one up there.
2: there. Okay, so
1: what do you do with Gary Bowles then? If you do go that route? That's a great question, Steve. We were talking about that in the office earlier. It's a difficult thing to think about because you could either have him as a backup or you could look to move to trade him. Because I think that if you take a tackle in the first round, that guy's gonna be starting right away.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you move him immediately because I want some assurance that Jawan James is healthy, and so maybe if you get that in, man,
2: this is his year, man. You know, he... <laughs> I know, yeah, he has every other year. One year he's got fifteen, sixteen games, and it's five or six. But hopefully now he's 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 over that hump, man. He's gonna he's gonna get fifteen, sixteen games in every year going forward, but. Jawan James is going to be playing on that right side with the amount of money that he's getting paid and he knows what's expected of him this year. I I don't think unless unless, you know, there's some type of fluke injury that keeps him out again, which hopefully that, that doesn't happen. So the issue is really kind of the left side and Garrett Bowles. And do you think a guy will be able to come in here and unseat Garrett Bowles? I just don't know if I just don't know if it's possible. I think if you take a first-round tackle, they're going to be given every
0: opportunity to do that. And then in that case, say that he does take that starting job, the new guy. Then you've got that new player on the left side. You've got Jawan James on the right side. And then you're choosing, do we pay Garrett first-round money to be the swing tackle? Or do we pay Elijah Wilkinson, who's going to make a lot less as a restricted free agent, and try to get some sort of trade value for Garrett? There's not going to be a ton because he's going in the last year of his contract, but... You could probably get something because tackles are always needed. I just, I think from what we heard from Elway and from Vic, toward the end of the year, they liked what Garrett was doing. They thought that he was improving. You know, he still had a couple of those penalties, but he was playing well in the run game, it seemed. Um, And so I think they're going to give him that, that season to prove himself again. Now, are they going to pick up his option? I don't know. Yeah, I don't but know about
2: that. It's going to probably depend on, on the draft. how well he plays this year. And well, they got to pick up the option mean- before
0: this year. So, but that could, I mean, if they draft somebody in the first or second round, maybe that means you don't pick up the option.
1: Uh, and it could depend on how the board falls. Because if, if somebody like a Makai Beckton falls, then you, I don't think you have an option there. You got to take a a talent like that. But here are some of the other names to uh, watch out for here Jedrick Wills, a junior out of Alabama. Andrew Thomas, coming out of Georgia. And then the other uh, top four guy is uh, Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. Traditionally, an offensive line heavy school.
0: Broncos love drafting people from Iowa and Big Ten in general. In the Big Ten. Yeah. Josie Jewell, Iowa. If uh, for some uh, reason drafted. we don't sign
2: Conor McGovern, we will need somebody in the middle. True. And uh, what's, a, what's a good name for somebody to step up in the middle right there?
1: Lloyd I Cushenberry. Oh, that is a name to watch. Yes. Lloyd Cushenberry, one of uh, Steve's favorites from the Senior Bowl out of TCU. You're talking about a man in the middle. He is a man in the
2: middle. Big rear end, big old thighs, low center of gravity, strong as an ox. Those are the kind of offensive guards you need. I mean, season <laughs> center. He, they're they're out of center. LSU. The, 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 Phil's, the Phil's the, not from the south. Uh, from the, the type LSU, of that's my, center my. that uh, will work really good with Mr. Dalton Reisner over there and whoever that right guard is going to be, whether it's Ron Leary, Brandon Scherf, uh, whether it's uh, Ron Leary. (laughs) Is Ron Leary, does he have another, is he free agent? He is a free
0: agent. uh, No, there's a team option that they can decline.
2: Okay. So what do you guys think about about Mr. Leary?
1: Well, he is a guy who's had some injury concerns. I know that, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. He didn't really finish the season last year, last year so. Uh, but he got, I, he
2: got 12 games in, though. I think he played 11, 12 games.
0: Um, I think the potential savings you could get from moving on and getting yeah, somebody else think, might uh, be uh, tempting.
1: We're going to know a lot about how this uh, draft is going to unfold here once free agency opens in the middle of March because we'll get a lot of direction on what John Elway and his team are thinking because – you know, if you get a, if you uh, let a guy like Ron Larry go um, mm-hmm. see what the Broncos do with Joe Flacco, you're just going to have a lot of uh, more direction. You say something about Elijah um, Wilkinson, Wilkinson,
2: Elijah Wilkinson yep. moving over to the guard position, that would be a big-time move there. You
1: that think could he could do out that
2: effectively? Guard position. I think so. I think so. I think he did a decent job on the edge last year, but I think at the guard position it won't be as much – Room for those, uh, you know, for the for the interior rushers to to get around him like like it was uh, on the edge. So I think he'll be able to hold his own uh, at, at the guard position.
0: Would you be happy if the offensive line next year, if you put Wilkinson in for Ron Leary and everything else stayed the same,
2: and Lloyd
1: Cushenberry in the middle? Okay, that's uh, Lloyd Cushenberry the third. <laughs> that's why I got a little confused there. Yeah, of course, so I, that's the uh, offensive lineman from LSU. I thought you said TCU. No, 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 LSU. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yep>. this, that's <laughs> you because didn't
0: say, I didn't. I misheard that. Yeah, it, this is because this is Lloyd Cushenbery the third. Oh, Cushenbery the second is at TCU.
1: Uh, I don't know if that's true oh. or not, but uh, I just was a little confused earlier. Okay. So now that I know it's you guys are talking about the third. Of course, that's the offensive lineman from LSU. One of Steve's favorites from the Senior Bowl. Thanks, Delallo. So Thank you, Steve. Offensive Off- line uh, is definitely going to be a, a, a position that where the Broncos, I think at some point they're going to draft some, a couple of guys there to just, if anything, increase competition along there. You need some swing guys. At the end of last season, they were picking guys up from the street and saying, start at guard for us. So
2: You mentioned Brandon
1: Scherf. Do you really
2: want to take a look at Brandon Scherf?
0: I'd be interested. I'm not saying I would do it. I mean, if we look back at our Valentine's Day segment. I mean, what does that mean? I don't know if I want to get into a bidding war for him. Is he my top free agent that I'd sign? No, but he, when healthy, has been excellent. No, no, right. But he has three Pro Bowls and five seasons, I think. I mean, that's a guy that if you had. Three or two. I think three. Okay. Mm, Interesting. Swanson. I think he's still here. Is he still here?
1: Swanson, we're talking about. Uh, Sorry, I just woke up from a nap. <laughs> yeah, these exactly. are these are college three, right? players.
2: Three, three Pro Bowls,
1: three Pro Bowls. Huh? Oh,
0: yeah. Right. Um. So yeah, he's a guy I'd consider, but again, he's not. I'd rather have a a
1: corner or classic combine preview talk right here. He <laughs> <Steve's laughs> bringing up Ron Leary and Garrett Bowles. And
0: I'm just.
1: I'm sending takes back at the Hoff. Got it. You don't mess with the Hoff. I right, so. Uh, Let's
2: get back on track, Phil.
1: Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. We, so, back to TCU. So
2: we're, we're
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. The third again uh, from the LSU there. Uh, okay, so wide receiver, offensive line, definitely two positions where the Broncos could go with their first-round pick. Uh, what do you think about secondary and uh, maybe some of the options that are available there? Their secondary options? They have um, primary options for players who are going to play in the secondary
0: Oh uh, the guy that uh, jumps off the board to me is Isaiah Simmons who uh, I mean you could consider him a member of the secondary could consider him a linebacker he played all over the field when he was at LSU you know some some linebacker some nickel some safety some corner he's a guy that you just think man you put him in Vic Fangio's defense what could he do
1: yeah just a speedy guy who could just cover all over the field if he bulked up a little bit, definitely a maybe a three down linebacker, or, or, if, he, or me, Clemson, if he's from Clemson, not LSU, yeah, Gosh, I'm I, Isaiah Simmons is from Clemson. Did yeah. you say LSU? I just kind of tuned out after a while. I was thinking, of, I was thinking of Isaiah. Is Sim-
0: I was think, did I? Yeah, I don't
1: think so. Yeah.
0: I was thinking of Isaiah Simmons a second. Uh-huh.
1: That's uh that's for a draft a f- uh, few years down the yeah. road. Here, we'll still be here. <laughs> yeah, we'll still be doing this podcast. In this episode. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, he could be a guy who bulks up and is a three-down linebacker, slims down, and is a, is a hard-hitting safety maybe back there. So that's definitely a player to watch. If the Broncos are saying, look, we need to replace maybe a Chris Harris Jr., If uh, depending on how free agency goes, there are some big names to uh, pay attention to. I think we can all agree that uh, Okuda would be gone. Yeah. So uh, maybe a guy like Trevon Diggs from Alabama – Or even a. uh, I think Stefan Diggs. What's his name? Trevon. 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 It's definitely not Stefan.
0: I think it's Stefan Diggs' brother, right?
1: I believe that it is. I believe that it is. And then also, uh, Kristen Fulton. Some of the pronunciation. The pronunciation guide. Christian Christian. Fulton. So uh, those are definitely two guys that are, are. you want to pay attention to next week at the combine, see how they run. And then they uh, grant Delpit. Oh, yeah. That's safety. safety.
0: Yeah. If for whatever reason, you know, Justin Simmons isn't back, which doesn't seem likely at all. But mm-hmm. if that's the case, he could be a nice option there at safety.
2: So you guys have mentioned wide receiver. You've mentioned offensive line. You've mentioned cornerback. You've
1: mentioned. What, yeah, what else do you want? Safety. Steve. I don't think so. Now, is last
2: there. year, going into the draft, what position were, was everyone tight end? I was saying we need saying, to get, we no, need tie, we else, need trade
1: back and get no, a no. tight end from Iowa, is what I no, said. No, no, no. <laughs> Not tight end. What
2: were everyone in? What, what was a lot of. What middle position? middle is linebacker. is what everybody said. Are we good at middle linebacker now?
1: I don't think that middle linebacker is a need that they are saying, okay, we got to address this. Do they think maybe they could get. Um, a boost there or an upgrade possibly, but I don't think that you're going into the draft saying we've got to address
2: this. Yeah. I mean, we don't certainly not in the first round, maybe not even the second round, but man, if I get to that second round pick and Patrick queen is still there,
1: are you looking at my sheet here? Steve, because that is another name that I was going to bring up later. Because that's. Oh, a like you just think name. his name is cool, Patrick Queen. Smooth. He, yeah. Wow, he
0: might have had the best game of any of those defensive guys in the national championship.
1: game.
2: He's been balling all year. I mean, he, he's he's a heck of a player. Has the speed. He's not a super bulky guy, but he gets to the ball and, and with force, man. He's like he's got a good good feel for the ball, where the ball is going, how to get through the the uh, blockers and, and and make good tackles. Um, it'd be hard for me to pass him up if. We got like say second, third round and he's still on the on the board. Here's Sorry. what I need to take you No, that's here.
0: good. I'm just kidding. Here's what I would say, and I know this is a combine preview, but if I'm the Broncos and you want to make an upgrade at inside linebacker, I'd do that through free agency because you got Alexander Johnson who's a young player in terms of experience in the NFL. So I want a I want a veteran guy next to him instead of a, a first year guy. And then maybe you keep, you know, Josie Jewell as a depth piece i think josie's a a good depth piece at linebacker you know he knows the system special teams yeah um maybe you pick somebody up late in the draft like they did a few years ago drafting Keyshawn b area um but i don't know if again it's the the question of do you go best available if that guy's there or do you say hey we've got bigger needs that because if you take a tackle in the first round for example and you get to the second round and you're like we gotta get a corner or, or, or a receiver. A a receiver yeah. yeah, I mean, if you... that's a This team feels close to competing for a playoff spot with Drew Locke in the way they finished last year, but there still are a lot of holes that they've got to address, especially because this year the free agents the Broncos have are desired elsewhere, and so you're going to lose some guys too. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of like plug in a ship
1: that has a bunch of different holes. And, and they and found Alexander that. Johnson really out of nowhere, so... That definitely yeah, but that was helped. A unique
2: situation with how we got him because if yes. he hadn't, if the issues, he would have, have been a first round. Pick he would have been first, guy. second round yes. pick, and uh, yeah, it would have been. He wouldn't have been available where exactly he, where we got him. So it's not like we can get so, those
0: kind of guys every year. No, I also think an inside linebacker Vic has such expertise there that maybe he can make more with less. Know, a can, guy. Yeah, if you get a guy in the fifth round or sixth round. But then maybe if you give him a really good player, he can make him Hoff-worthy.
1: <laughs> Future Hoffs. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, so those are uh, some players there to pay attention to uh, next week at the Combine. See how they do. Maybe some of those names will uh, jump off the page here. I know Steve's got to run here in a little bit, but you want to go over some of the best names at the Combine, Steve? Let's do it. Here's some of the best names. Swanson, <laughs> turn your mic back on because maybe you want to jump in here. What are we jumping in about? Just what do you think about the name? uh, Yeah, that's right, Eric. (laughs) Maybe you could show some personality and maybe you could think, oh, man, that's funny. Maybe you could say something interesting.
3: Hey, here's a name I like at the combine (laughs) Ben Swanson. Ooh.
1: Swenson? Was it? Ben
3: Swanson's going to be at the combine. Okay,
1: first up here, Jet Anderson. I love that. That's a running back from TCU. Are you I'll, sure you like the name? That, yeah, you like that name? Sure, that's right. That's
3: weird how everyone went to CCU.
1: Jet Anderson,
3: that guy just flies okay. off the
1: page. Yeah, exactly. What do you think, Steve? You like that name? I love the name. You got that's some, what we're doing. We're doing wheels. the names. <laughs> we already talked this about a Lloyd, great segment. We're doing Lloyd the names. <laughs> DJ Dallas, a running back from Miami. DJ. No, he's from I mean, Texas. DJ he Dallas. should be from Texas with a name. Yeah, but his first name's DJ. That's Miami.
0: He'd be the second best DJ on the team, behind DJ, DJ Sauce, sauce Von <laughs> That's true. DJ is that sauce. what you're looking Vaughn,
1: for? Is that, look that look the look kind for. of
0: input you want?
1: God. Here's another guy that uh, Steve liked down at the uh, Senior Bowl, Antonio Gandy Golden. Oh man, Antonio Gandy Goldman. He was a good one. That's your guy from Liberty. Wide receiver from Liberty. Liberty? Liberty, Liberty. Liberty. Mm. Not, a sponsor. Not no a sponsor. No free sponsor. pub. Dude. No <laughs> free <back>. pub. Okay. <laughs> there's, a, yeah, there's a defensive back from Oklahoma State. His name, A.J. Green. Whoa. I'd rather imagine I'd him take the... Uh, covering A.J. Green? Yeah. yeah. Well, if which, true. <laughs> which A.J. Green? Okay. We already talked about Scuda Harris.
0: Can I jump ahead on your list?
1: C.D. Lamb? That's pretty cool no, name. Can
0: I go back He's to A.J. Green? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's also a cornerback in this draft, Lamar Jackson.
2: Yes.
1: Really? Yeah. We saw him uh, at the uh, senior bowl. We
2: did. Not on your list,
0: though.
1: Sorry, I must have skipped that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. All huh. right. So there's He's an A.J. B- Green and a Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. This dude is ripped up, too, man. Yeah. He's Went to, t- to, t- to TCU. You got to be really careful this draft because Went you might end up drafting a guy... But, <laughs> AJ Green thinking something else or like maybe you get Lloyd Cushenberry the second by accident. You know, you got to be careful here this year. Okay. This one is uh, definitely my favorite. Justin Mad-Eye Bouquet. That's a defensive lineman from Texas A&M.
0: That's a Harry Potter guy. Mad- yeah, I-
1: Mad-Eye. mad Moody. Exactly. But this is Mad-Eye Bouquet, defensive lineman. From Texas a Bouquet. I would just draft him based off his name. Swanson, what do you think?
3: That's a great name.
1: Thank you, Swanson. That's a lot of <laughs> feedback there. I like uh, I like
3: uh, Raekwon Davis. Rayquan, the chef. Wu-Tang.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what Wu-tang? are you saying? Okay.
2: Wu-Tang. Hold up, man. <laughs> Justin Mad- Mad-Eye Bouquet.
1: Yeah, Madai Bouquet.
2: Now, as a defensive lineman, you imagine, hey, Madai Bouquet, get in there.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's kind of, That's a know, great you name. You have they to gotta go they... by Mad-Eye, right? Yeah, you yeah, have you to. Gotta go yeah, you got to go Mad-Eye.
2: Mad-Eye. Or Bouquet. Hey, bouquet. Bouquet, yeah. yeah man. Bouquet. Bouquet.
1: Bouquet. <laughs> uh, we did Patrick Queen, and then uh, the last two so are. What do you like uh, about the Patrick Queen? What do you like about that That's just cool. That's a cool name, man. That's a Patrick Queen. Kind of sounds like Stephen McQueen. What do you think his nickname will be when he gets to the league? PQ or? I think just Queen. Queen. Let's go. Crown him. Thank you, Eric. You're welcome. All right. All right. right. Thank you. Okay. Then there's a couple of uh, um, law firms that are (laughs) in there. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones. (laughs) Definitely attorney's (laughs) office. Wide receiver from Michigan. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He burned the cats a few times back in the
1: day. Oh, so you know the name. Yeah. You don't forget a name like that. No. Donovan, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Peoples Jones. They'll take care of you if you get into an accident. Yeah, You bring in the... I don't know what his nickname would be. DPJ. DPJ. Okay, and then the last, the last one I got here, this guy has three last names. James Smith-Williams. James, isn't that a first name? James could also be a last name. Like James, James Smith-Williams. James. Defensive lineman from NC State.
0: That sounds almost like a b- nice bourbon, you know? Mm. A little James taste of the James Smith-Williams.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like Evan Williams? Is exactly. Yeah. Smooth Tennessee whiskey. The good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> They're not sponsors, though. So. They're not sponsors. We can't. It's br- very not for us okay. to bring that up. But that's okay. Delilah, you the, like the uh, sponsor police? Yeah. Yes, he is. So, that's what uh, I'm here for. We all have all our right. purpose. So those are some names to uh, to know at the combine. Um, Steve, you want to stick around for voicemails or no? I'm out, man. You're I'm <laughs> out of here. Come out. All right. Voicemails. Yeah, we got some voicemails. People co- commenting. Let me hear. Let me hear okay, okay. You want to hear some voicemails, yeah, don't you? Voice. You're gonna stick around, Steve. Okay, uh, Swanson, uh, you got some of these voicemails, right? Yeah. Do you want me to do? Uh, you want me to play them? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so um, let's see. The first one is from Tyler. He's calling from Maryland.
4: What do you think about our lineback middle linebackers in particular? Um, you think we're set? I, I think maybe we still need maybe one strong one, uh, better a little better in coverage. But just want to send a shout out and, from Maryland and keep up the good work.
1: Thank you very much, Tyler. Uh, calling from Maryland. Normally if you from Maryland, it sounds like I'm calling from Maryland. Maryland. See, you lived in Maryland for a little we bit, lived didn't you? lived in Maryland.
2: Yeah. With a Maryland accent.
1: So we uh, we touched on middle linebacker a little bit earlier. Brought up uh, Isaiah Simmons, possibly the Buckus Award winner from Cle- where did he go to school? Clemson. Clemson. That's right. Six, four, 225. But uh, what about in free agency? Is that uh, something maybe the Broncos could look at? Maybe Corey Littleton. It's possible, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah, I think
2: money, 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 money.
1: he will cost some money. 18 pass breakups, six interceptions over the last two seasons. I like Corey Little. I I like his
2: game. He's not a a thumper in the run game, but sideline to sideline, this dude got some speed.
1: It's true. That could be a guy who, like we've talked about on this show a little bit, you got to start building your roster, knowing what your competition is going to look like. You know you got to play Travis Kelsey two times a year. Yes. So you gotta start getting ready for that. Six three, two twenty eight. Six interceptions is pretty good for the middle linebacker position. For the Los Angeles Rams. So right. you don't think
0: that's correct? What do you mean for the Los Angeles Rams? Like it's good for them?
1: No, that's who he played for last year. Oh, you just said it in an odd way. Corey Littleton player, middle linebacker for the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Try and try and keep up here, Eric. Uh we're gonna go to the next uh, voicemail here. This is Regal. My opinion, the
2: uh, wide receiver core is pretty good, you know. My opinion they should share up the secondary uh defense and possibly maybe uh go after an acquisition and free agency to share up the offensive line. Uh,
4: and yeah, keep up the good work guys. Uh go Broncos, uh hopefully we could go Ten and six
2: if not better, this next upcoming
1: season. All right, Regal. Uh, thank you so much you for, for your yeah, Thanks for your voicemail. There, he thinks that hopefully we can go ten and six. Hopefully the Broncos could do better than ten and six next year. You know, keep your expectations exactly, you know, don't, exactly. Don't put them too high. We appreciate the voicemail. High.
2: Come on, man. I said,
1: don't put them too high. Why not? That way, you can be pleasantly surprised. No, you want your expectations high. High expectations, Swanson. That's why your microphone's usually off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Regal, listening on the TuneIn app, we appreciate that. Uh, what, he thinks that the Broncos should go after the secondary. We, we already talked about a couple of guys who they could pay attention to at the combine, maybe draft. What about in the open market, maybe in the free agency? What about a guy like Darius Slay?
0: What about a guy like Darius Slay?
1: Well, it's been reported around uh, some league sources. I'm not sure if you're paying attention so much, but uh, some league sources have said uh, that the Lions might be shopping a guy like Darius Slay. Do you think the Broncos should uh, entertain some uh, options there?
0: I think if you're going to move on for Chris, from Chris Harris for sure, then that's you know a good choice. I personally, if I were going to, so here's why Darius Slay would make sense is because you could trade for him because he's currently still under contract and you could have something set before you go into free agency. And so then you're not in a situation where you're you're bidding on Chris or you're bidding on Byron Jones and you could end up with nobody. In this situation, you'd send a third-round pick and you'd you'd get it done. You'd know that that guy's under contract and you'd be all set. So that's a pro to me Byron
2: Jones. What about is a, the player?
0: What about the player? Oh, Are you going to get a good,
2: he's a, a good player? Oh, he's definitely a baller.
0: But I don't know if he's quite the player that Byron Jones is. And so if I were going to pay a guy 15 to 17000000 million, I'd probably want to pay Byron Jones that. But the appeal to me is that you know for sure you can get him if you trade for him.
1: Got it. But, Steve, you like him the player. Yes, I like him the player quite a bit. So if uh, no, they, no, no. How, how old is he? I'm not sure. He's got, what, two years left? Or he's got one more year left on his deal, I believe. There I think he's, he's up there. He's 29. Say? 29.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, what, a year older than Chris?
1: Younger than Chris, right? Yeah, he's definitely younger than Chris. Yeah, you're younger than
2: Chris. Um, and people are talking about Chris Harris Jr. And because he's, what, turning 31 or 31, he's old and all this stuff. But Chris can still play. Chris is still, yeah, and we know what we have in Chris Harris Jr. Now, if we get someone from another team like Darius Slay, like I've seen what I've seen on television. I don't, I don't know what kind of guy he is in the locker room. Um, but, man, <laughs> what I see on the, see on the field from, with my two eyes, I, I like what I see. Um, but, obviously, there had to be more conversations in terms of, you know, what kind of guy is he in the locker room.
0: Yeah, definitely an option there. I thought he held his own against Corlin Sutton there at the end of the year. Yeah,
2: yeah. But Eric, had had
0: uh, five catches on ten targets for forty yards. I mean, that's a a below you, average game. Yeah, that's percent. what you want him to do to a number
1: one guy. Eric likes uh, possibly making the move because it's a trade, and that's better than uh, than a free agency. Do you not understand the Does difference
0: you? between like you trade for him, and then you know going into free agency that he's on your team versus? You go into free agency and you're like, hey, I want to try to pay Chris Harris Jr. some money, but there's 10 teams competing for him and that's then true. You, you get nothing.
1: That's true. That is nice. But, but did you, you understand that, that well, difference? Do you think he would add something to the team?
0: I do. That's why I would want to get him. He's not going what into free agency, so you can't get him in free agency. So you got to trade for yeah, him. You gotta, yeah. Yeah,
2: you of course. It. So you're saying you would rather do that than go into free agency and try to find a, a different corner?
0: because I think he's comparable to some of those other guys out there. And instead of having to worry about competing against these other teams and getting in a bidding war, you know, for sure, if you send them say a second or third round pick that he's going to be on your team and that you've got an extension. And so the Broncos have so many picks. You think that that is. Yeah. And so then once you get to free agency, then maybe you can focus elsewhere. You know, you're not having to kind of worry about this extra piece of, Oh darn, we didn't, Get a cornerback because we lost out to yeah. the Jets.
2: Yeah. Now you know you got it. Yeah. I got you. That makes. And sense. also,
0: he's you can only get him via trade.
1: And then you would just trade for him, and it'd be nice a trade. You seem like you don't understand <laughs> the process, really. It's just it's it would be nice because it's a trade. So good good idea because trade and then you get a trade. That's <laughs> a nice trade. What about Byron Jones? That would be a uh, you brought up Byron Jones, maybe a better player. But you got to get into a the younger war. player,
0: you wouldn't trade for him.
1: Yeah, so you don't like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just think there's probably three or four corners that are at the top of this class. You know, a tier one player. And Byron Jones is at the top. And if you end up losing out, because we see every year people put together these lists of like, oh, the Broncos should go after Chris Jones and the Broncos should go after Byron Jones and the Broncos should go after Brandon Scherf and then... There's 30 other teams that are competing for these players. And, and so their own could, team. Right. And so you could end up with none of them. And then you're like, oh, well, now we got all these because, second-tier guys.
2: Because I guarantee you, the Dallas Cowboys know how valuable it is to
1: have great cornerbacks
2: on their team. And
1: but they've got a lot going on. they got the Dak Prescott situation, Amari Cooper. They've got a lot of other so areas that their goal? money— You know, you can't. You're going to get spread thin there. Like last last year when we went into free agency,
0: we talked about C.J. Mosley and Adrian Amos being two of the top guys that they wanted to go after.
1: It didn't even seem like they were in contention for C.J. Mosley. Yeah, but this year it seems like they got more money to spend, and then also with Joe. But it's just
0: always, always the case
1: where you never know. There's no certainty heading into unless you trade. Yeah, and if you trade, you get the trade, and then there's the positives of it being a trade. So
2: bring strap back.
1: All right, let's get to our uh, final voicemail here. This one from Kurt.
4: If you look at the insatiable appetite that uh, Americans and the rest of the world now has for um, football at the NFL level, there's actually something going on, I believe anyway, for an 18 18- game schedule, and a 40-team franchise format. What's going on is the XFL is showing a lot of promise for uh, fans attending professional football games in the off-season, if we want to call it that. And then also, there's a lot of markets available that have wanted teams for decades, there's a lot of markets available that had teams and now don't. Hey, it's Kurt again. I got cut off there. I guess I got too long-winded. But anyway, to make it quick, um, you know, there's plenty of markets right here in the United States that could create um, franchises as well. Um, you know, you got Orlando on the east um, Sacramento, Salt lake City, um, the list goes on and on, so anyway, it's my thought.:
1: Thank you very much there. Uh, Kurt a lengthy voicemail uh, had to go into two different voicemails, so we appreciate the passion there. but
4: that's
3: how I found out that there's a three minute limit. I'd never yeah, <laughs> never yeah, yeah but, but I,
1: do you
2: guys buy that there are that many markets that could support an
3: NFL team?
1: No. I don't think so
3: because well you have to build stadiums that are large enough like there's a whole lot of money that would get tied up I think Can we cut Swanson's
1: microphone (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say the thing that I think would happen is that there'd be diminished level of play because the thing that you like about watching the NFL is that you're watching incredible athletes doing amazing things so when you spread the talent pool too thin it, the level of play goes down and it's not as enjoyable of a product. I
0: mean, you see that even toward the end of the year in the NFL when guys start getting hurt and you're you know, having to play guys who are on the practice squad or who are at the bottom of the 53. It's a different product than it is at the beginning of the year, or it's a different product even watching playoff teams play against each other or the Super Bowl than it is when you watch some of the teams that have ranked near the bottom of the league. And so I think diluting it by adding eight more teams is – you're going to get more games that are not competitive. You're going to get more games that are not fun to watch. More it, isn't always
2: better. Yeah. And I, don't, I just don't know if, if, if the different markets can handle that many more teams. Yeah. I think it's uh, because, far as, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we got most of the fans out there, they, they're rooting for a team now. And then uh, they're going to pull away from their team. I guess they would <laughs> if they, if they lived, just say, in Salt Lake City or uh, Little, little Rock. What? Little Rock? Well, Steve, you're from St. Louis. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'll tell you what, hmm. people are still upset that the Rams are gone. They oh, yeah. love the Rams, and when I got inducted with Isaac Bruce, man, everybody's, hey, man, forget you, man. Tell Isaac Bruce I said hello. I was like, all right, all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> inducted to what? Hoff, man.
2: <laughs> you know it. You know the Hoff, baby. Hoff.
1: You could just casually drop that into a conversation now,
2: huh? Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) I think (laughs) it's...
0: I'm sorry. I'll keep going, Steve. That's
2: That's it? How was that?
0: I think it's more likely that if you expand, it's going to be internationally where maybe you add a Mexico City franchise or a London franchise or Toronto and you get to maybe 34 or something like that rather than go all the way up to 40. And I think the league could probably handle another team or two, but I think they're at a good spot and. When you're in the NFL and it's working as well as it is, you're not gonna you're not gonna mess with it, because the odds that it you know ruins the good thing you've got going are not worth how much revenue they're
1: bringing in. Steve, you weren't here last week, but we talked about a 17 game schedule mm-hmm. as a former player. What do you think about that?
2: Well, are you are you talk, were you guys talking about it in terms of? The players still only playing 16. Are you talking about guys
1: actually playing all 17, 17 games? All 17.
2: Oh man, um, I don't. I don't think that's a good idea. Just uh, with the wear and tear that the guys already are putting up with, and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not for that. Just because yeah, you know, add a whole another game, whole another week of preparation. I don't think the preparation would be as bad because you know near the end of the season, most teams aren't in pads anyway uh, and they just get more of the conditioning in, the mental reps in. Um, but, you know, go out there and have another game. I'm, I'm I'm not for that. Now, I am for deciding which 16 games your guys are going to play and you got to be kind of strategic with that. I know you don't like that, Delilah. I like that idea. A little bit mm, of st- I don't like it. strategery. I don't like it. Because I think <laughs> it goes
0: back again to you want to put the best possible product on the field. And if there's a game where, say, the Broncos can't play Drew Locke, they got to play their backup quarterback, or going back in, yeah. in time, you, you can't play Peyton Manning or John Elway. I mm-hmm. mean, that's maybe it's interesting in terms of the strategy standpoint, but it's not entertaining.
1: And the fans, it, if it, you bought it, a it ticket to that game, yeah, you gonna be well, like, if you're like, oh,
2: what? But, but that doesn't like mean, that. all right, one game, all of my starters are sitting out. It's no, all right, one game you may have a left tackle – you got everybody else playing. Well, you know, majority of the guys on the offense. So you just take turns along the offense, man. And some guys are gonna get hurt anyway. They're gonna miss two or three games.
1: What if, uh, Steve? What if they made the, some more incentive for the players where they got a larger share of the revenue, you know, percentage of the revenue? And they're the making
2: revenue, a zillion or... dollars already. They don't need any more money, man. Well, but but that's all. I'm all for the, for, the, for good. the love of the game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at some point, because I do think it'll happen at some point, and at one point, the, it was a fourteen game schedule, and it went to sixteen, and that's the new normal. And I'm sure at some point, seventeen will feel like the new normal. They'll just figure it out, you know. Yeah. It might just, not be just best. the best. Have a game
2: be like the Pro Bowl, like you can't really tackle, just uh, touch them down. <laughs> gotcha.
1: I'm down, <laughs> Steve. You wouldn't That'd be able be to tackle anybody anymore. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to play, Steve. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> hey,
2: I
0: like that moolah. So, I. have heard. Yeah, <laughs> we've heard, heard several people say that you'd be fined quite a bit.
2: They don't know me. You just heard <laughs> that from
1: me. Steve, what's going on in your Hall of Fame process? Where are you at right now? You already did the bust. You got everything done, huh? Yeah, the bus is ready. The bus. No, man, the bus. We got. We got. Size board
2: got, got measured and. Took the pictures, and uh, I had to let the artist know, like, which face I wanted. I want to be just intense, laughing with a big. What'd you ah. go with? I went with the one in the middle where I'm smiling, but it's
1: not like like I'm just, like I just won the Super Bowl. Smiling go. assassin. Kind of yeah. both of those. You're smiling, but you're also an assassin. The, the smiling assassin. That's nice, Steve. I like that. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, so uh, we did that. We got,
2: of course, we got fitted for the jackets and rings and all that good stuff when we were down in Miami, and now our next step is uh, in March. We're going to go down and uh, kind of visit the the hall and uh, go through the actual uh, museum and. We're going to look at some different venues for uh, different events and that down there. So uh, it'll be done for three days, so it'll be interesting. Hopefully I'll have more information. I got people asking me about tickets. Like, dude, I don't know.
1: I don't know anything yet. I'm going to need like about eight, Steve, so just whenever you're. <laughs> Good luck, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I'd sell them. Eight. Come on, man. got to come in with your ID. <laughs> All right, Steve, well, this is usually the portion of the show where we do shout-outs. You got any shout-outs? Well, I mean, we
3: did have a couple of email questions. I don't know if we want to save them. I think this is a part of the show where we do (laughs) (laughs) shout-outs. I think one of the emails was from Kurt. I don't know if it's the same Kurt, but someone named Kurt did send us an email just wondering how Juwan Winfrey will fit into the wide receivers and if we have any news on Jake Butt.
1: Thank you for joining us here on the second hour (laughs) of... uh, (laughs) Top of the hour here. Um, you wanna, should we save that question for next week? We can save it for next week. A little tease for the next show. And we do yeah, have a question. People
3: flocking back. <laughs> we do have a question from John, but we could do that one next week, too. Okay, we'll, Sorry, John, I know to we, to we, forgot about, we forgot about it. We'll get about to the you,
0: emails. This is good podcasting. Next dude. week. Yep. And supervising.
3: Um, any shout-outs? Oh, yeah. Shout-outs. You're yeah. shout um, doing a great job, yeah. man. <laughs> Thank That's you, Steve. Fun. You know, it's hard to control these two uh, hooligans. I got you. I understand,
1: My shout-out to Steve for joining us. Thank you so much, Steve. Oh, I suppose
2: I've been gone about <laughs> an hour ago.
1: Yeah, you know, well, me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our people will uh, contact your people and make sure you're uh, paid properly <laughs> for the yeah.: <laughs> Appreciate
2: it, man. I didn't need that 50 cents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got any shout-outs, Steve? You shout-out to anybody in the whole world. To the whole world?
2: The whole yeah. world? Oh, man. Let me see. Let me see. shout-out shout out to my wife. Gonna give Shout-out to uh, Dennis Smith,
1: the big kahuna. He's going to be presenting me at the Hall of Fame. Can you say that on a podcast?
0: Hall of Fame? I think so. Oh, yeah. What? Good.
1: I'm going to say what? <laughs> no,
0: I'm just... <laughs> Phil's the only one that's gotten in trouble on this podcast for what he said.
1: Have a, Oh, yeah, that's true. What
2: did
1: you say? Uh, we I... See, it, it. I <laughs> get in trouble uh, my attorneys... Yeah, it's complicated. I can't yeah, people really get didn't talk it. to people? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Same 50-cent people. <laughs> Shout-out Liz Manis. Shout-out Liz Manis, yeah, in the community. Random acts of kindness. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: Trevor Simeon, not so long ago, was doing random acts of kindness in the parking lot of a King Supers. Who's that? Trevor Simeon. Oh. You know the winningest quarterback since Peyton Manning retired in Broncos history. Stop <laughs> it. That's true. That's a fact. Not in Broncos history. Since Peyton Manning retired. That's not much history. That's yeah, but it's I do not say fact. it was much history, but it's a fact. Anyway, yeah. Trevor was in this parking lot handing out cards. And people had no idea who he was.
1: I think that was for Valentine's Day slash
0: random oh, accident. What kindness. kind of cards? Were, were, they were like, uh, we appreciate you. It, it was, was definitely people.
3: Valentine's Day. It was rack. Maybe it was both. I think it was both. Maybe you're okay. both. So right. you're
2: saying that no one knew. That somebody had.
3: Nobody
0: knew that same year we went down to Tampa for a road game and uh, Trevor was introduced to a fan and they asked if he was in PR and
1: yeah, they thought he worked and in public relations. Goes, that's a quarterback. <laughs> Come on, man. Are you He's serious? not exactly a six foot six rocket laser arm. <laughs> you know, that's not exactly his uh, profile, but we love Trevor. Yep. Yes, we do. I could too. Shout out Trevor Simeon. Yeah. Eric has a certain affinity.
0: Cats gotta stick together, you know. Yeah, I yeah, I guess, I
1: guess so. All right, should we wrap Is this, this thing up? Yep. Yeah, that's a Northwestern cat. What kind I of guess. noise does it make, Eric?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> it's more of a. <laughs> Come on, man! Really? It sounds like some wind. <laughs> <deer. laughs> that's a wind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you th- What did you think it sounded like? Like the wind blowing. Now, what did you think the cat sounded like?
2: I'm not doing that again. Right? <laughs> 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 oh, man,
1: been in radio too long. I know exactly. you been trying to yeah, set me you're up. You're trying to set him up. You're trying to set up the Hoff? Oh, man, that's not cool. All right, let's wrap this thing up. This was our combine preview show. We gave you some names to know as uh, Vic Fangio, John Elway, heading to Indianapolis for the NFL scouting combine. We'll be down there all next week. We'll take the neutral zone on the road and bring you the very latest from Indianapolis. I think, Eric, you'll be there, right? Potentially.
0: Yeah. potentially. Yeah. should
1: be a great week down there. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank Why you for... You? Uh, I got to
0: visit my daughter.
2: What? Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are messing you? with the Hoff? You don't have any kids. <laughs> I about to say, you're young yourself. Yeah, Eric's just a kid. Yep. Come on, Eric. Let's
3: just making it a little joke.
1: Thank you, that. Lila.
3: No jokes on this podcast.
1: Anyway, we'll get to uh, the emails that you sent in last week. We'll get to those next episode, uh, plus send in some more voicemails. We keep them coming. We love them.
0: The longer, the better.
1: And, uh, no, no. Brevity. We want to... Uh, the long emails are short. Have a very special thank you. <laughs> Wait, can we talk about Ron Weary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's, What's going on? Lila, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing over there?
2: <laughs> He's made fun of me. <laughs>
1: Steve. <laughs> the long was <ones> a short. <laughs> Steve, thank you very much for joining us. I know this has been a long episode, but uh, hey man, it's been, been a special. pleasure. It's been I special. always enjoy hanging out with you guys. I appreciate you. This is, what, your third time on the neutral zone? So yep. thank you so much. Third and last. <laughs> nah. I'm out, man. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you All very right. much, Steve. For Ben Swanson, Eric Dalala, Mr. Hoff, Eric I'm Phil Milani. You've been listening to The, the Neutral, Neutral Zone. Zone.